0: maquano coffee roasters maquano coming to you live and by that we mean recorded in advance from gut check world headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove shaped state and gut check south command deep in the belly button above the buckle of the bible belt it's the gut check press podcast with your hosts ted cluck and zachary bartles
1: <laughs> hey welcome to the gut check podcast i'm ted cluck joined as always in studio. In studio. <laughs> By my good friend, my partner in radio, my partner in calling first for the last nine years <laughs> Dude, but then also waiting for me to call this morning
0: soon I mean uh, it's, it's, uh, we can say nine years because it's closer yeah. to nine than ten but it's 2014 it's 2014 it's 20,
1: <laughs>
0: it's 20 it feels like 2014 was last year but it's 2024 yeah. and we've been doing this since 2014 so we can call this exactly. a centennial podcast um, we can
1: yeah we can podcast history Zachary Bartles Ooh, and, uh, it has a history it doesn't gonna, have a future <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) that's what i was gonna that's what i wanted to get into so i want to do some real i stepped out i I mashed out your ciggy with the bottom of my shoe (laughs) exactly i want to do some broadcast kind of navel gazing and and talk about the podcast industry as a whole and there are a couple of facets to this one of which zachary bartles is that people are leaving our patreon like rats off a ship and by leaving i mean two people Um, but still
0: (laughs) It was three. If you want to go back three weeks, it was one a week. If we want to go back three weeks.
1: So there's a, there's a mass exodus. I'm embroiled in another little discussion with my other podcast, wherein I can't tell if my producer and co-host is like trying to get me to quit. (laughs) And we're doing this, this little dance of like, Hey, I'm, I just want to care for your time. And, and he's a very sweet guy. So it could be, Zach, 100% earnest. Yeah, pastoral he really,
0: heart is probably what you're seeing there, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and where he sends something in me of, oh no, maybe this is a burden for Ted and I don't want to burden him further. And, and, and maybe it's just that rhetorical Zach thing of everything happening via text where he's inferring things in my text that convey like a lack of enthusiasm that really isn't there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but there, all of happens. this is coalescing in... Me wondering if podcasts are just winding down, if we're if we're nearing the end of kind of the podcast era, and if so, how do you feel about that, and what's next?
0: Yeah, I have I have many thoughts on this. Main thoughts, yeah, go on. Uh, you know, broad strokes, and then we can get into specifics. You know, paw through <laughs> the detritus in both of our minds. Uh, I want to yeah. apologize that I'm going to be ramping up more and more and more and more during this. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm drinking an energy drink. And mm-hmm. uh, I also have coffee going. So um,
1: well, I look forward to the ramp up. Yeah. yeah, th- I'm glad it- to be a part of it.. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So um, my first thought is I can't believe that it lasted this long. Like okay. when you think about
1: well, well, think
0: about podcasting and how long it's been a thing. Like it started, mm-hmm. gosh, I mean decades Tw- ago. The term yeah, 12, podcast, 15 years ago? Yeah. Oh more than that. Really? Um, yeah, for sure. do, do a quick uh, Wikipedia. you got that tech?
1: Yeah, I, I have that in my studio here. Let me see what I can do with it. Podcast being kind of a, a
0: melding or portmanteau of uh, the <laughs> word broadcast and the word yeah. pod like iPod. Um, yeah. So whenever the iPod was, was big, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. For me, I used an iPod literally four hours ago. I listened to one all night,
1: every night. But uh, for most people, that was a former time. I have some interesting... Uh, stuff that I'm uncovering on this, on this Wikipedia podcast thing, um, I want to throw some numbers at you. All right. I'm As missing. of December 2022, so essentially a year ago, there are at least 2.9 million podcasts <laughs> and 152 million episodes. And again, See, that was a year ago. So that, gotta... That's what will
0: kill it, right? If everyone has a podcast, everyone's a leader, no one's a follower in school, exactly. right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a leader, no
1: one's a follower. Everybody's a podcaster, nobody's a listener. And everyone's All like, right. I can
0: go on TikTok and be a, a big uh, video star. Why am I listening to somebody just talking? To... But you've got to fill the time when you're not being the yeah. the show to listen yeah. to somebody, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so I'm, I'm narrowing in on like years where this kind of took off. Um, the first kind of podcasting software was developed, it looks like, maybe around 2007. By 2007, audio podcasts were doing what was historically accomplished via radio broadcasts. Okay, so it had blah, hit blah, blah, its blah,
0: stride blah. in 2007, it, which is and that feels 15 right years, 16, 17 yeah. years ago. Okay.
1: That's right. That that feels right. So I would have joined the Happy Rant like a decade ago now, like almost 11 years ago now, which would which would have been uh 2012, which sounds right. No, um, that's not
0: right, dude. We 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 started right when you started the Happy Rant, like 2 weeks later. You were Is you, that right? You said, "This is so fun, we should do this." And yeah. it was one of those things where, you know, you, you and I would oh my gosh I miss this so much I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little bit misty thinking about this No but go ahead man go regularly, on regularly yeah. you and I would just lean out there on the railing of your deck
1: yep.
0: looking out uh, what would that be Who cares Southward I got I yep. gotta get it right yeah. um, smoking cigars. And just yep. make plans that we had no intentions of keeping vis-a-vis Gut Check, <laughs>
1: including... We still do that. Well, yeah. but
0: here's the thing. Gut Check Coffee uh, yeah. was born then, exists. Thank you so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. Uh, to the great McQuaño Coffee and our boy That's uh, right. Cody. Um, we talked about uh, doing comic books, never really came about yet, but we also dreamed up the quarterly there. We used to yep. joke about the quarterly like, you know, 10 years before it For happened. years.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: As this joke thing that's quarterly but only comes out once. Um, but like one of those days, uh, we were out there and you were like, yeah, I've been doing this thing with Barnabas Piper uh, and Stephen Ontrogi and it's really fun and we should do it. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it would be that hard. And I was like, yeah. all right, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? Because <laughs> I knew it would be easy. I knew that all we'd have yeah. to do is, yeah. you know, I I had the equipment, back then it was the blue box, it was a digital 4-track that I made like the dentist song on and everything, and then uh, one mic that was between us, so we'd both kind of get our our mouths
1: uncomfortably close. Exactly, and and that mic would be um, atop a pile of books Mm -hmm. in my (laughs) kitchen there, in Grand Ledge. Yes, Uh, we we, would
0: joke about how it was atop a pile of feminine books.
1: Yeah, very feminine books, and the mic would live up there, and we would bloviate into it. And yeah, gosh, that was fun, dude. And it's still fun, you know, it's still very fun. But I, I guess what's weird about this is that until, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't really thought about the end of podcasting, but it makes sense that, like, there would be an end coming. And that it might be soon, because stuff kind of comes and goes so much more quickly in our culture now. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't know, like, Facebook kind of had its moment, and then Twitter sort of had its moment. And, like, all, all these things have come and gone, so it follows the... Pie. Was, blogs, right? Like, back in, I don't know, 2006, we all had blogs, mm-hmm. and it was very important for every author to have a blog. And then that died. you know, It completely died. And that's kind of coming... Back around in mm-hmm. a weird way, yeah. so I don't know. This I, I is, love this
0: getting is, your blogs in my inbox, man.
1: Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, and I love doing it. And like, so okay, so I've kind of, I don't know. I killed my my website and my blog years ago, but then this whole Substack thing kind of restarted, and my my kind of uh, entry point into Substack was wanting to write about football with my son. And so that was the ostensible reason for it. But now I just use it like I used my old blog, you know, like whenever there's an essay that doesn't get published in a paying publication, I run it on the Substack, and it's fun. Like it's a fun outlet for things. So in a way it's like kind of home for me to be blogging again, because I think the blogging thing happened during, I don't know, I was at the right age to be enthusiastic about stuff and it kind of made sense to do it. And I've, I was always a writer before I was a broadcaster, per se. So the, the blog thing kind of makes sense. But I don't want Zach podcast to be dead because I still really enjoy doing this one. And well, we th- don't have
0: to stop if the bubble pops. Right. Here's the thing with us. Uh, early yeah. adopters, laggards. I've always been yeah. that, right? I had a palm before almost anybody, and I still use my yeah. palm now. You and I were yeah. on the early end Um, I mean, certainly we weren't early enough on board to become, you know, famous because hardly anybody had a podcast. It was it was something that like was picking up some steam when we got on, but the staying power. I think for
1: Christians though, we were on the early end. Sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I was listening to the White Horse in in you know 2006 though, right? So I mean, that was almost 10 years before (laughs) we. So (laughs) yeah. So I think that like, we, we can keep doing it forever, and I think it's very gut-check if we keep going. Like I mean, we, we start yeah. this company by uh, coming out with a book mocking an already dead movement.
1: Yeah. We follow that up
0: with another book mocking a dying movement that we're part yeah. of.
1: <laughs> yes. And then yeah. we follow that up
0: <laughs> with a parody <laughs> of a series of books from 14 years earlier. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. like, there's nothing that we, we've never been like. Oh, we got to be on the bleeding edge here, and we yeah, and we're right. talking about Cheers every week. That show went off the air, like <laughs> no, dude, way before Tristan was born. I mean, like there's it's
1: so funny. It's yeah, not yeah.
0: A, it, it's it's not uh, that kind of uh, an endeavor. It's not that kind of project. Um, what's yeah. funny is that we're talking about this, and this morning, <laughs> while well, I was waiting for you to call me. And you were waiting yeah. for me to call you, even though uh-huh. I always call you. Um, yeah. The ironic thing is, I was like reading some old blog posts of mine, and I don't know why. Okay. I think. Oh, I yeah. do know why. I was looking at Facebook memories. I always go through those for pictures yeah. of my kid and quotes from my kid. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, from when he was cute and little. Um, he's still yeah. sort of cute to me, but not to anybody else. Oh yeah. yeah Grown yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So, so I'm, I'm reading through that, and I, I look over on the side, and I mm-hmm. see. All the different, like, like the blog roll. Remember that? You had to have a blog yeah. roll of different yeah. people that, you know. It was almost like your CD collection. It showed who yes. you were, you know. Um, yeah. And it had Mike Whitmer. It had Kevin Young. It had Frank Turk. It had a you know, bunch of uh, team pyro. And it had yeah. Ted Cluck. And, and it was interesting because it sorted by who had the most recent post. And okay. a couple of them were still going some of them were like from seven or eight years ago and you'd read the first few lines and go, oh, this was this was a thing yeah. to attempt to resurrect it or they just didn't know yeah. where to go and they wrote something. And then yours yeah. was at the very bottom filled with Chinese
1: characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out Chinese characters. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know, man. It's, they're, they're, it's interesting to me, Zach, because... I really like this medium because I feel like it allows us to do a fun thing that we would do anyway, which is calling each other and having ideas, right? We just get to have them on the air. And it kind of hits to me at a level of genuineness that also happens to be somewhat promotional. I mean, it's still sort of like fanning the embers of our writing career and us having audiences but it's doing it in a non-gross non-cloying non non look at me non i'm an author i'm an author i'm an author you know what i mean (laughs) a published Um, author thank you yeah yeah published author i write fiction novels yeah right i i i hate that look at me cloying needy thing so much and i feel like this allows us to like serve an audience or kind of continue to cultivate an audience without doing the gross thing. And I, I really like it for that <laughs> doing reason. Doing the gross thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, as though it's some like transgressive, you know, <laughs> thing, but <laughs>
0: uh, let, let me, let me suggest that this is also, uh, the sort of thing that a lot of children do for fun and now adults can do it, which is, I have cassette tapes galore of me yeah. and my friends or me and my sister pretending right. to do a radio show. Um, yeah. There was a, a radio station, WSGW, which it took me mm-hmm. until I was like 30 to be like, oh, SGW, like Saginaw. Um, yeah. And the, and the jingle said, WSGW, Saginaw, Bay City. And uh, my sister nice. would sing the jingle, but she thought that it went WSGW town, Bay City, which doesn't make any sense. And then we would yeah. do like uh, <laughs> traffic report and weather and lead into songs yeah. and play and record the songs. And I mean, like everyone did stuff like this, I think. And yeah. now, yeah. you know, kids are able to, you know, make, you know, music with 19 tracks, you know, in yeah. band lab or whatever. And they our can- sons
1: do it. Yeah. yeah. And
0: and they're and they're up there, you know, kids at like twelve or ten or whatever have their own Instagrams yeah. and their, you know, video. So it kind of loses the charm. But I think for yeah. Gen Xers like us, it scratches that itch of something we've always liked doing and now we can do it without feeling silly.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. And we can we can convince ourselves that it like helps our writing careers and we can yeah, kind of just Enjoy doing a thing that we did when we were little kids. I mean, I think what what's happening here is we're talking ourselves into continuing to do it, which was never in question. Never in question. For this show. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think I think kinda like blogs, there will always be a subset of audience members who enjoy this sort of thing. You know, like like in the gut check universe, I'm guessing there are lots of people in our audience who like don't watch TikToks. Like I don't watch yeah, TikToks. I don't. I, I due to being like a 47 year old man, it that would that would be like I don't know, riding a bike with a banana seat and a bell. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it fits into the same like. Although I'd pay emotional... money to see that,
0: Ted. I really would. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe that that could be my entree into TikTok. Just videos of me doing that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you know we'll continue to do it. There, there will continue to be people that like it, but and and I want to hear you on this for me. So I want to I want to hear your wise counsel as a friend, but I also want to hear like where you would be on it. I think the quantity of podcasts that are out there in the world, and maybe even the quantity of podcasts that are in my own life that I'm a part of, is going to start to go down, and we're gonna we're gonna thin the herd a little bit um your thoughts.
0: Well, I really hope the quantity I mean I like I'm happy for this bubble to pop. Like yeah. I want to shake off a good 1.43 million of the 1.5 million podcasts that exist, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And most of them and here's the thing, that's a misleading number. Most podcasts yeah. that are, you know, registered on Apple Podcasts, it's not iTunes anymore, it's Apple Podcasts, are not really podcasts. You know, there's right. two or three episodes of something that a couple of bros decided to do during lockdown, right. and right. then d- they got they moved on to something else, but it sits there, and it stays there. Um, sure. that's like saying that there's that many TV shows, but we're just talking about pilots that never got made. I mean, the number yeah. of TV shows, probably, you'd have to multiply it by 20 if you were going to count the number, you know, the pilots that never got made. They just made yeah, one. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's misleading. And I think that the, the sudden, you know, the joke that, what do you call a group of white men, a podcast that was right. a, a very particular time, mm-hmm. I'm glad for it to get flushed away. Yeah, I really no, am.
1: I, I, yeah. I think I am too, you know? And I, and I think maybe people who got into this business five, six years ago when the money was there. And who thought the money would be there, but it hasn't been for them. Maybe maybe that type of person is eager to get out and move on to something else. And, right. and if so, that's fine. You know, and th- and this is going to sound just horrifically old man-ish, but I think you'll resonate with it. There's really no such thing as easy money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to build an audience somehow and you don't build an audience by just like, starting something and throwing it out for a few weeks and seeing what happens. Like, that's just, it's it's not a real thing. And yeah, that might happen I,
0: one in a billion times, but it would be like someone winning the lottery, you know? And yeah. even getting and I, on I, the Apple up and coming or whatever it's called list anymore, yeah. a bunch of people are on that and, and their episodes still have like, you know, 400 listens a piece, And you're like, okay, so it yeah. didn't help you, right? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, that golden age is definitely over.
1: Yeah, well, and I think... You know, hearkening back to my, my high school buddy, Scott Schick, who has a show that's like so niche and laser specific to like people who grew up in Blackford County. Right. Like he's essentially assenting to the fact that I'm going to have a small audience. I'm doing this just because I enjoy it for a very small group of people. And I actually dig that, dude. I think that's a, a kind of fantastic way to go in terms of Enjoying what you're doing, managing your own expectations. I think it's a, it's a great model. And it's kind of our model if you think about it. Like we, yeah, we talk about a show that's been off the air for 25 years. And we kind of essentially talk about what we're doing or what's of interest to us. And, and we will always enjoy that kind of a model. I have a question for you. And then I want to do some, I, I, I guess I just want to share an anecdote of more misty-eyed backward gazing. Uh, the question is as follows. So last night, um, Tristan and his roommates all came out for dinner and a cigar, and we we were just hanging out talking about stuff. And they're all consuming this podcast, and I gotta I gotta look on this other technological thing in my studio to find what it is, but it's essentially like Christian dudes talking about like weird sort of paranormal phenomena, haunted cosmos. Or Haunted Cosmos. That's it, dude. You knew. Oh yeah. Um, and they they got home from us hanging out, and they they all sent me like a hundred links to like Haunted Cosmos episodes <laughs> they thought I would like. <laughs> my question to you is: Have you listened to Haunted Cosmos? And does that kind of a thing move the needle for you?
0: I I have listened to it. Um, okay. actually, right before uh, my, I don't know if you know this, uh, Nathan Bell, who I used to do These Go Eleven with. I had a heart attack, and uh, we were supposed to have a big podcast reunion thing for Christmas, uh, and it didn't happen. But right before that, we recorded an episode about Haunted Cosmos. Um, And so I listened to a ton of them. Uh, I I had listened to a few here and there, and I listened to a bunch of them. And I came to the conclusion um, that it is crackers. And my real reservation with it is that it, it tends to mix together like real concerns, right? Like, I mean, sure, sure. dabbling in the occult and, and, uh, you know, pagan spirituality can bring demonic, uh, problems into your life and, and oppression. Yes. Certainly that's yes. real. And then yeah. having to like, yeah, but we've got to also include, it's like, it's like the MCU or whatever. Like at first you're yeah. like, okay, I'm with you. And then it blows uh-huh. up so big that like, oh, okay, guess what? It's not just angels and demons and, you know, like uh, Brett, the angel, or whoever we met and, and, <laughs> Brett, yeah. and God and Satan and humans. Now we've got, you know, like Nessie's got a movie and Bigfoot yeah. and like yeah. the, the black eyed children and like any urban legend, um, yes. you know, regardless of how recent, you know, Slender man must yeah. be a real thing too. Like it, it's all got to somehow be explained by the Bible and nothing can just be explained by, well, people do this, people make yeah. goofy things up or people uh, think they saw something uh, because they've been told they would see it or you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing to me is, it's fun, but mm. I would never recommend it to someone who was an immature believer or certainly would never recommend it to an unbeliever. I think it makes Christians look like wild, crazy... Uh, yeah. ...yahoo's.
1: Okay, I'm. I'm glad to hear you say that because, at first glance, that was my feeling about it. You know, at first glance, my feeling was okay. They've taken a couple of marketplaces that really exist and kind of mashed them together. So in a way, it's very commercially savvy, right? So you take a concept that's pretty tried and true, but also pretty boring, and a and a marketplace that's saturated, which is, I don't know, two white guys talking about faith, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you 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 inject a side of like you know Bigfoot and Mothman and like right. orbs of light and all that stuff, and then it becomes like titillating and interesting for people, so I don't know like commercially, it probably makes sense, but yeah to your point I, I wouldn't want anyone who was kind of new in the faith or uh, on the on the fence about things to be listening to it.
0: What's really funny to me is when you were talking about um like the downfall of podcasts and how it's impossible to make money and stuff uh, and, yeah. and how, how it takes a long time to build an audience and stuff That that's an example of one that came right to my mind Within just mm-hmm. a few episodes, I mean, it, Brian has been doing a lot of groundwork. He does very yeah. popular other podcasts, so it, it was sure. you know ready to go. But like yeah. immediately, I mean, those guys must be making money hand over fist on this thing. Sure, and I mean they work hard at it, and they and they their production is better than almost anything I've ever heard. It's so good. Wow, they, they're really they really put in the work. Um, yeah, but like yeah, it, it went from zero to a, a hundred in you know, 1.2 episodes and it doesn't seem to be slowing down.
1: Yeah, I think I'll give it a listen in part just as a academic exercise, but, and and I think you and I are both people who we're interested in like how stories kind of catch fire and how certain things become popular and I, I, yeah, there's a part of me just again academically that wants to hear what they're doing and how they're doing it. Not so that I can replicate it, but just kind of I don't know for my own edification, but uh, yeah, I, it'll be it'll.
0: <laughs> I have thought more than once while listening. I would love mm-hmm. to have Ted try to listen to this. I don't. I don't think he'll make it more than a third of the way into any episode. Oh, that's
1: fascinating. For
0: for well, a number of reasons. Amongst them, one your aversion to like horror and scary stuff. Um, yeah. Because I'll tell you what, dude. Some of it is like corny and dumb and you're like yeah orbs of light and cattle with no legs and some of it is pretty creepy and they're very good at at, you know conveying these things and and also because it's just i don't know it seems like the kind of thing that you would have no interest in like the kind of thing if i tried to describe it to you you would like start doing this sure sure Uh uh-huh uh-huh like i can hear you (laughs) opening your mail kind of thing in the background yeah yeah, yeah. it just doesn't seem like a ted thing
1: yeah no i know it doesn't and it doesn't feel like a, a me thing but there's something about these college dudes really wanting me to listen to it that ah. makes and I like these guys, right? And I want to be able to like at our next cigar kind of conversate about it a little bit. So that that compels me to want to try it. Yeah. So I, I think I'll try it and I'll I'll let you know how far I get. And do that. Be, yeah. And how odd so, is
0: it that we're I mean, so we're talking about how this is a thing that's kind of like um, probably going to move into just older people listening to it and then fall away. Kind of like Facebook, right? It'll be there still sure. and it'll be a presence, but it won't be the main thing. But now you're talking yeah. about young college guys that are really into a podcast post, you know, yeah. Stitcher and Earwolf uh, falling yeah. apart. Yeah. You know, I think Gimlet's gone. you like are bought by someone and yeah. it's not really Gimlet anymore. Like all this, this golden age stuff is over. And yet you still yeah. have, how old are these guys? 22 or whatever.
1: Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah,
0: talking about a podcast, telling you you got to listen to it. So it's still here. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because I heard them doing a thing that we would have done in the nineties around like shows and movies. Yes, you know, which is they were looking for points of connection among each other and looking for common interest in a in a weird way, and this is gonna to sound too kind of overwrought by half they were they were like forming community around it, you know, and it was like, "Oh, I've listened to that episode or I caught that one or whatever and so I guess that energy will always be there, whether people are doing it around you know podcasts or youtubes or actual shows or or whatever um so yeah, maybe it has more legs but i I think for guys like us and I don't know, the kind of economics of this are always changing in the sense that at the top of the bell curve, I don't know, four or five years ago, like the Happy Rant was making good money. Um, you know, we we went through our periods of making a little money with this, with, you know, kind of Dwell Bible and some of the other sponsors we had on board. And, you know, I think though, guys like you and I and shows like this and maybe my other show even are going to settle into like, getting free stuff as kind of apex mountain for the sponsor experience. And we've gotten a lot of awesome free stuff through this show. That's all
0: we ever really uh, wanted.
1: Honestly, it's all we ever really wanted (laughs) in in a way. And I want to make this argument and I want to hear you on this in a very real way. Getting some awesome free crap is more fun than money.
0: Yeah. The money you're going to go, what's the wisest thing to do with this? I'm not going to go buy an $800 briefcase. Right, If I exactly. got $800, I'm going to go, I need to pay on this, or I need to invest in this, or I need to repair right. that. Uh, but you yes. just send me the briefcase, you've yeah. taken that then whole I'm gonna, conflict out of my mind.
1: Right, I'm going to be overjoyed, I'm going to love the briefcase, I'm going to use it and be able to tell the story about it. And yeah, like there's real joy in free stuff coming to you. Because you don't have to go through all the all the uh, economic gymnastics of making the choice, right? Making the purchase. It's like, yeah, the thing just shows up and you get to be delighted with it. So I think I'm happy to settle there kind of for both my podcasts. Well, and we have the yeah, Patreon, enjoyed,
0: so there's some money there. Yeah, uh, although we, yeah there's some money there. We spend, yeah. And there's the yeah. books. I mean, the, the podcast yeah. is just one finger on the, the fist that is our media empire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. We have multiple revenue streams, Zachary Bartles, <laughs> of, uh, in the Gut Check Empire. And, All of and which being...
0: eventually become cigars and, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's drinks steaks, and yeah. steaks and things and get you know, funneled yeah. right into our bodies uh, to That's our right. detriment. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, to our detriment, and will make us live shorter lives as a result. <laughs> but happier, do, yes. Yeah, but shorter, but happier. That's right. Um, speaking of somebody who was truly a celebrity and who lived a long life, I I want to float through your transom a conversation that I've been pulled into over the last two weeks on multiple occasions. So apparently there's a new biography out about Elizabeth Elliot, and it's authorized. So like her family, her estate, whatever was involved in it. So it wasn't like a hit piece by any stretch, but it it painted Elizabeth Elliot, who if you're new, I don't know, to the evangelical world, she's sort of the Christian woman who other Christian women are sort of allowed to do hero worship with. Yeah. With, you know what I along mean? Along with
0: Corey Tenboom. There's the two.
1: Along with Corey Ten Boom. Yeah. Maybe John they're Erickson kinda, Tata. Yeah, exactly. Those are kind of the three jewels in the female celebrity hero worship crown. And evangelical women have always sort of had Elizabeth Elliot as an option of somebody to put on a pedestal. You know, and the pedestal has kind of always been unassailable. It's like, yeah, Elizabeth Elliot, she lived this amazing life. She was in the jungle. She, Her husband was martyred. And that that was always sort of the narrative. But then this thing came out, which suggested her third marriage, which was her longest marriage, was probably to an unbeliever. And that unbeliever ostensibly was a big part of like kind of demanding that she be out on the speaking circuit, kind of professionally being Elizabeth Elliot hmm. long into the third act of her life because of the money that it afforded. Gosh, that's um, dark.
0: I haven't heard any of this stuff.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, it's on what? Okay, so on one level, it's dark. And it also suggested she really wasn't a part of a good church. Like, again, in the, in the kind of the back third of her life. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some of the facts wrong because I haven't read the book. I've just been like, Invited into conversations about it. So, you know, not a part of a church on the speaking circuit, kind of professionally being Elizabeth Elliot and being married to this non-believer. I don't know. And, and so the two perspectives that I'm getting on this are. OK, it's OK that she was human. Of course, she was human and fallible like the rest of us. She was always capable of making unwise choices. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we're we're all like fallible in that way. And then the other perspective on it is I wish I hadn't read that because it's kind of ruined Elizabeth Elliot as a celebrity for me. Um, Don't you think someone
0: becoming more relatable makes them a little more viable of like a hero though?
1: I agree that that's where I would be on it. I mean, that's, that's absolutely where I would be on it. And I've, I've never though, and I want to hear you on this. I've never really been a hero worship guy um past like age 12. You know like I had my my posters on the wall and my kind of like football heroes when I was a kid and and I got sad when in adulthood when I read that they I don't know cheated on their wives or abused drugs or whatever. I would get sad about that. But like yeah, past like age 12 or 13, I I never did the hero worship thing. Um hmm. and it was just never that appealing to me, but yeah, there are people who are kind of grieved about this and yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting. And then there's another angle to it that I want to talk about, but I want to let you talk on those first couple angles.
0: I definitely am given to, to hero worship, and it's bad, and um, and I don't like it. Um uh, okay. I've been burned by it. Um, okay. Yeah, I tend I tend to be well. It's I think it's because I'm an all or nothing guy. You know. I'm, I'm, yeah, you are. Yeah, I don't like. I, I, I mean, like with with positions and things, I'm I'm try to be as nuanced. And as I get older, I am less of an all or nothing person. That's that's a luxury of youth. So w- when I find out that somebody was completely the opposite of what they were portraying themselves to be, if it's mm-hmm. you know Ravi Zacharias, yeah, you say well yeah, in his yeah. mind he probably was just you know. Uh, given into you know, expelling the demons or something every once in a while in order sure. to... And, and you're like, no, he was self-deluding if that was the case because right. there's no way that's, you know, a guy who has fruit um, yeah. who's out here victimizing people and essentially being a, a cog in the trafficking world. Uh, this guy's sure. terrible. Um, yeah. Not more terrible than me, you know, at, at right. his core, but he wasn't right. being sanctified. But then sure. there's the other level of like, here's a weird thing. Even when like RC Sproul Jr. Um, mm-hmm. got in, he's he's had a number of uh, increasingly bizarre uh, kind of public controversies and and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But earlier on, his his wife had died, and mm-hmm. um, then a few years later, this Ashley Madison thing came out. You remember this?
1: Ah, uh, vaguely. Jog my memory. Ashley like Madison seconds.
0: was a website where men thought they were going on signing up for an account to have affairs, extramarital affairs oh, with okay, women. Yeah. It turns out yeah. it was just a bunch of men and bots because, oh of course, gosh, women dude. aren't going to sign up for this. Um, right. But then it got hacked. It was part of like a WikiLeaks thing, and it, it uh-huh. took people down. Like it, it really okay, did. Sure. And so, yeah, like yeah. the moment that came out, mm. he. He says, look, he publicly said, I I don't know if my name is going to come up on this or not, but Uh on a day about six months after my wife's death, in a fit of absolute like anger at God and crushing loneliness, with an expired email address of mine, I signed into this website, created an account, looked at it, said, what am I doing? Turned it off and did nothing with it whatsoever. And sure. And he, like, not only did he own up to it, he stepped down for a time from his position at Ligonier. He, like, uh-huh. he said, I need the, you know, I, I haven't, I hadn't really fully come to terms with the fact that that was sin. That wasn't just, you know, mm-hmm. me uh, dealing with grief. And, like, he sure. he really owned it. And in that moment, I my respect for him actually grew. And sure. it was like, okay, you're not just, like, uh, a, you know, paper pastor out there somewhere that, that I can go, yeah. oh, I'll never be as good as that guy. You're yeah. so flawed, and yet dealing yeah. with the flaws in the right way. Yeah. I, I like that my hero... I mean, and, and, and you know, we don't have heroes even in comic books and stuff anymore, or movies that are unflawed. Mm-hmm. That's boring. Um, yeah. And yeah. yet we demand that in the evangelical world of, of our heroes. They can't I have know. flaws.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good word, and that's true. And I don't know... I there was an angle of this to me that was even more interesting, which was if you play Elizabeth Elliot's career a hundred times, there's a version where she doesn't, uh, I don't know. And this is going to sound critical. It's not meant to be critical. It's meant to be a thought experiment. Okay. There, there's a version in which she doesn't build the rest of her professional life around having lost her husband Jim Elliott in a, you know, uh, in a rainforest in whatever year that was, right? Um, Where that happens and she deals with it and she even writes about it and, you know, people are edified by her response to that happening, but then it doesn't become the defining thing for the the next 60 years. You know what I mean? Um, And I guess I'm just... I'm not being critical of her choosing to do that. I'm just wondering if it occurred to her to do anything else. You know what I mean?
0: I, I my understanding of of her career is is that she definitely did the the latter. Like she wrote yeah. books where that weren't like here's more insights into what happened with the Waodoni, but she wrote I'm mm-hmm. I mean, sure an amazing book on suffering. Um yeah. you know stuff on like uh, I know that my wife's uh company publishes some of her stuff, and so I've gotten it for yeah. free and I've I haven't read much of it, but I've flipped through it and thought, oh, that's interesting sure. that someone with yeah. that background would write this. Um about surrendering to God, about you know, things that I guess are kind mm-hmm. of related, but not exactly right.
1: you know. Yeah. So maybe maybe she did more of the latter thing than I'm giving her credit for. And it sounds like so, maybe I'm she not.
0: was in the midst of that. And again, I'm 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 not only not as someone who read the book, I'm just just becoming aware of it and only hearing the synopsis from somebody who, <laughs> so it's also like I want on Twitter for book. my news. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it sounds like maybe she was well into the latter, and uh, her husband pressured her into going back to that. I well think that's
1: again. that's the impression that I get from these again second and third hand conversations that I'm having with people. Folks, about this it. is where you and come
0: for the real information. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah, the
1: hard news. <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> Um, anyway, what, should we do a Patreon? Should we uh, We we close this app? We should
0: close the main app and go on to the uh, Elite app. Um, I think, well, let me point out one thing to close the loop on this podcast thing. Yeah. I don't know of any other podcast, I don't think, who's been as consistent as us. And I I know that's going to make you laugh because there's been... (laughs) Six-month periods where we've only come out with yeah. one or two episodes, but we've been consistent sure. in, in in production lately. But yeah. as far as the fact that in 2014, when we sat down in your dining room with a uh-huh. mic on a pile of books, we yeah. did a uh, Energy Drink review. I remember uh, yep. it was a Rockstar, yep. and you said it tasted like Air Force Ones. Uh, yep. And then we read the Randomizer, and yep. it is now <laughs> 2024. Uh, and you can find us reviewing energy drinks and yeah. doing the randomizer. And you know what? I yeah. I decided just right now, I'm going mm-hmm. back for year ten. I'm going back to the old beeps, the original beeps. The Ronnie yeah. Martin Happy Rant music isn't a funny reference anymore. Um, now not. that the Happy yeah. Rant is is uh, no more. So yeah, uh, that's some consistency, man. I I think that yeah, it is. Who's doing that? Who, who's not right? Who's who's refusing to evolve like we are? <laughs>
1: I love it. No, I love it. And and if people enjoyed kind of those early conceits, they they probably appreciate that we still do them. And uh I actually think the randomizer it, at the risk of like elevating it too high. I think I think it serves kind of an important purpose in the sense of there are people kind of adjacent to our Sphere or our tribe or just Christendom in general who are saying absolutely insane things and kind of having those things be mainstreamed by certain people. And I think it's, a, it's almost, Zach, a civic duty for us to roast those yeah. ideas via yeah. the randomizer.
0: There's a yeah. fire in my bones. <laughs> Woe unto me if I roast not the heretics. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that there's enough people Doing the like, is enough people doing a thoughtful responses to those sorts of things yes. that are completely yeah. unheard because it's Twitter, and then there are enough yeah. people doing the like, I'll meet you in your vitriol uh, and yeah. and shout back at you into the void, mm-hmm. but few people just reading them out loud and trying not to yeah. respond. Maybe just you and me.
1: <laughs> no, maybe just you and me. I love it, dude. We, that is our corner. We have <laughs> we have planted our flag there, and. uh <laughs> We're like explorers. We're like Lewis and Clark. You know, like we've, we've, we've planted our flag. We've staked our claim. That is what we do. And I dare say we do it better than anyone else who's walking this planet, Zachary Bartles. <laughs> uh, we are special broadcasters. We're special radio men.
0: I mean, we haven't yet perfected not responding uh, or even gotten <laughs> yeah. kind of good at it.
1: But in since- a decade, we've I dare say we've gotten worse <laughs> over the last decade at not <laughs> responding. <laughs> Oh man! If there was like a like a Peloton program for like you know working out and getting better at not responding to heretical tweets, we would we would need to subscribe to that. But uh, anywho, um, Zach, I want to commend something in you, mm-hmm. and it's it's both a commendation of your work and a promo. So you know, there's there's some commerce wrapped in this compliment. I I get that. Um, we had an idea last week, which, because we are men of action, we swung immediately into, into uh, existence, which was me reading a bedtime story as Duke Morrison, as myself, <laughs> and then as Whispery, myself. And you launched immediately into action. You produced those. You've got them out there for the patrons. So patrons, potential patrons, uh, for $4 or $8 a month, You can access all kinds of content, Zach, uh, including the new ASMR bedtime stories. You can access chapters of Facing Tyson, read aloud by me. You can access the additional episodes that we do every week. We do a special episode... For our patrons only, you can that. read
0: to hell with the devil. My year of tuning in, dropping out, and letting the devil have all the good music, uh, chapter right. at a time, and listen. You yeah. can get on there. I want. want to challenge the patrons and future patrons. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us know what other bedtime stories you want, and that can include y- Ted and I will write to spec bedtime stories <laughs> that you describe, and then we'll record them whispery. We'll
1: we'll we'll write a bedtime story to spec starring you. Yeah, about we'll do you. It. We'll do it. We've and sold
0: out. We, we've realized the only way to make any money in podcasting is to completely sell out.
1: Yeah, to the tune of $4. I sold I sold my artistic soul for
0: $4. <laughs> Bargain at I half love the it. price.
1: That's also a gut check thing to do. So yeah, if you, have, if you have spec story ideas, if you need to have them read aloud by Zachary and myself as a kind of ASMR-ish bedtime experience, we are here for it. Zach, I want there to be I'm just going to put this out into the universe. I'm going to speak it into existence. I'm going to manifest it, which is the thing that makes me both enraged and sad. Just hearing that word. Um, I want there to be more patrons. Okay, there it is. I said my Not piece for, us, for them <laughs> for them. If you're sitting out there piece. and you're, <laughs> if you're sitting out there going, you know what? I got this $4 and Zach, it's burning a hole in my wallet. I don't know what to do with it. Um, Go ahead and invest it. It's an investment in bedtime stories and content and fresh content for you. Um, There it is. Zach, we've done what we always do on this program, which is uh, meandering through thinking about the future or the death of podcasts and thinking about Elizabeth Elliott's career. And we will see you. you. (laughs)
0: Next time. Then your best that was friend's that was way,
1: so Call me right. in the middle of the night, said baby we know where this is heading, yeah. let's make a yeah. run for it, yeah. and get lost.